0: Hi guys, welcome to the A&B project, I am Lotus and this is my very first episode, I am interviewing Nick from the US and I am really proud of this um, whole interview and we both very enjoyed it, so we talked about things like Shine Down, car racing on the highway, fairness in the education system, Poetry about dreams, songs, and so on. So let's get right into it. So first of all, you're Nick, right?
1: Yes, I. Yes, that is my name.
0: <laughs> yeah, good. I'm Lotus. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Um, first question is from my mom. She is an avid listener of the podcast. And maybe the only listener of the podcast. Um, Her name is Jenny. She'd like to ask you um, that do you feel that you have been supported by family or friends?
1: Uh, friends, yes. Family, no. Um, it's kind of a personal circumstance that I don't really feel like getting into. Um, but I, I have some amazing friends that, are, that have supported me. Uh, family, not so much.
0: Okay. Cool. As for me it's like the other way around. I have been supported by family but not so much by friends because I don't have that many friends. Um I don't know why. It's just like I used to think that many people were my friends but they were actually not. So
1: yeah, I can relate to that.
0: <laughs> it's like I thought they were my best friends but they have other best friends.
1: Yeah, it's like they're they only uh, they only interact with you when it's convenient for them. I trust me i'm 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 very familiar with that situation yeah
0: it's like i have paid for like uh lunch dinner uh, all kinds of stuff and yeah so the next question is what are your interests or hobbies do you have special interests
1: uh yeah so i'd say my main hobby is uh playing video games uh i also uh play guitar you can kind of see one in the background yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah, I, lo- I love music. I also do writing, though that one I'm trying to transition from a hobby to a job, and I've, I've made some good progress, but it's still kind of a thing that I'm working on. Wow.
0: What kind of genre are you writing in?
1: Uh, I do uh, script writing. I actually create my own comics. Um, I'm actually um, wow. grabbing one right now to, try to show you. Um, here's one of the ones I made. Wow, it looks really good. Yeah, so this is my comic, uh, Project Axis. This is the first one I've done. I currently got a, uh, another one in development called Tor and Samurai. That's uh, almost, I'm kind of finishing that one up. Uh, and then uh, I uh, worked on a novel that I finished the first draft of that recently, and I'm currently editing it. The first draft ended up being like
0: 80, 82,000 words. That's a lot of words. Yeah. Um, how long have you been like working on that novel?
1: I'd say I've actively been working on it for about a year, but I've kind of been uh, before that. I was like working on it off and on for about two to three years. So I kind of buckled down about a about a year or so ago and kind of got into like a good rhythm, and then I kind of pushed out the rest of it. So I say actively for about a year.
0: Okay, so uh, what's it about the novel? It's a uh, it's
1: it's a sci-fi sci-fi fantasy novel. It's set uh, in our solar system. Earth has become, like, a wasteland, so people have abandoned it for, like, Mars and, like, the rest of the solar system. Um, It's basically kind of like a fantasy novel set in space, almost. And uh, what I did is um, I wanted to do a story where you have, like, the hero's journey formula, but it's from the mentor's point of view. So, like, think Star Wars, but from Obi-Wan's perspective kind of thing.
0: Oh, that's so cool. So I have an autistic friend who is really into sci-fi writing. Mm-hmm. So um, he's, uh, I think he's doing a, one event on November. I think it's called like writing some novel in November. Oh, Nana
1: Remo. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Nana Remo.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm for I'm uh, I'm familiar with that. So basically, I, I wanted to tell a story where it's like, um, you know, too, too often the stories we we see to tell the stories from like the chosen one perspective. I wanted to do one from the mentor's perspective where the chosen one is kind of like an insufferable brat, you know, and they (laughs) they learn to be better people and whatnot. Um, And then I'm kind of, and then I was kind of inspired by like the Thor films uh, with the, with the Marvel cinematic universe where it's like, they had all these fantasy trappings, but they kind of did like a sci-fi twist to them. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. So I kind of applied that. So it's, so where it's like a fantasy now set in space where I got like Kings, Queens in villages, but it's like, you know, spaceships. wow
0: wow that's that's so cool well I'd like to read that someday like I'm really into reading but I don't read that much of sci-fi so yeah maybe you can introduce me into the world of sci-fi because I I think recently I'm just reading a lot of nonfiction, which is getting boring so
1: yeah yeah for me I'm a big like sci-fi fantasy nerd um as far as like my favorite like book series, my favorite would have to be the Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan, which they're like really big long series. Wow, okay. Um, and uh, they're they're really good fantasy. As far as sci-fi, uh, I really like Ender's Game by Orson Scott Card. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, a good one. Um, I'm trying to think here, uh, Narrow by William Gibson. Uh, I'm just trying to think out the top of my head. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I got like a bookshelf back there, full of stuff. But uh, cool. But yeah.
0: So in terms of the guitar, what kind of songs are you? What kind of music are you into? Like you have mentioned, Shine Down.
1: Uh, for me. Uh, yeah, I, I do like Shine Down. Um, I actually have a funny story where I met them without even realizing it. It's like <laughs> the the one story I tell over and over again. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I, I like a mixture of... I, I'm kind of... a I pretty much like almost pretty much anything, but the stuff I kind of tend to gravitate towards is like rock or electronic. Uh, some of my favorite bands are Nirvana, Depeche Mode, Daft Punk, Bush, um, you know, like a lot of 90s rock. Yeah. some You know, some 2000s and 80s stuff. Um, I have some synthesizers. I, you know, I obviously play electric guitar. I have some you know, acoustics. Um, my music stuff is kind of on hold right now because music requires a lot of like money to, to get going oh, and yeah. um so i figured i'm just gonna concentrate on my writing for now and then once i get more prosperous from the writing i can always circle back with the music
0: yeah that's a really good plan like you can yeah yeah that's a really good plan so how did you know that you have met them shine down
1: ah uh, so that's an interesting story so um but about I in, in this so it's 2007 and they're doing, um, you know, the Michigan state fair and I was volunteering there. My mom was working there. So I had a volunteer position and I was walking to the backstage area yeah. and there is this band there and um, I'd heard shine now before, but I've never like seen their faces. So I didn't recognize them. <laughs> they're just kind of sitting there chilling. I was talking to them and then I um, think I asked them the question that looking back, I always cringe. I asked, Hey, do you guys do any covers? And they just look at me like the idiot I am. They're like, "No." (laughs) Oh my god! And then later that night, um, I walk out on stage, and they're like, they're playing their, you know, their their songs, and like, "Holy crap, that's them!" And I felt like such a freaking idiot. (laughs)
0: That's so interesting. Yeah, really good story. Okay, so. Uh, let me see. Um, I have another question. So, how would you describe a random day of your life? Do you have routines that you'd like to follow?
1: Uh, I have a bit of a routine, um, but it's kind of it varies day to day. Usually, I have like a kind of like a mental checklist of tasks I need to do that day. Oftentimes, yeah. like you know, like uh, do this or that. You know, like laundry or. Um, go out and do this. Bill pays or whatnot. That's kind of more what I structure I for my day around the tasks at hand. Yeah. Um, like some days I'll be like, I'm gonna go to the park and walk around. You know, kind of just get out. You know, um, I tend to kind of stick to my home for various reasons. Like, you know, I don't really have I don't really go out that much because I don't really have very many friends to go out with. Like sometimes I've hang out with friends, but you know they're busy a lot, mm-hmm. so I kind of just stick to my house. Um.
0: Yeah, me too. I just stick to my house and yeah, I don't really like it, but like, I, I feel like I still have the need to socialize, but I don't, I don't have the opportunity. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah I, I get what you're saying. Cause uh, I consider myself to be an extrovert. That's forced <laughs> kind of has the uh, was kind of forced to learn to be an introvert. Yeah. And it was a little bit rough at first, but like after I learned to kind of enjoy myself and my company and like doing my own thing, it got better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, uh, one thing I always, I always love to the quote, uh, there's a, the, the song Depeche Mode, uh, uh, the song is called, uh, I know the lyrics, I'm trying to remember the name, uh, Enjoy the Silence, Yeah. where it's like, all I ever wanted, all I ever needed is here in my arms, you know, um, yeah. I always like to kind of quote that to myself.
0: So I have actually uh, recently been um, watching some YouTube videos about social anxiety, and there is a doctor that said mm. that social anxiety is in your way while being introverted is your way. So it's like, I'm not introverted. I can,
1: I can, I can see that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause um, I'm kind of, I am one of those people where I am an extrovert and like, I kind of feel, I feel most alive when I'm like around people and we're all socializing, having a good time. That's literally when I feel the most alive, when I feel the most whole as a person. Um, It actually kind of helps me because I do a lot of, like, comic conventions where I sell my comics. And, um, you know, I can use that energy to help sell my comics better so it helps my business. Um, But, you know, because of, you know, the COVID and stuff, I haven't been able to do it.
0: (laughs) True. Yeah, because of COVID, I cannot... So I'm studying in Australia, but I cannot go back because the border is not open yet. Um, So I'm just Mm -hmm. doing online education. So basically, I'm just in my apartment, so that sucks
1: yeah hey at least you're in australia i hear it's a really beautiful country
0: yeah it, it is like um the weather is so good and i just feel like yeah it's really beautiful so the next question is what do you want to ask me uh hmm. i didn't really put
1: much thought into it so i'm gonna have to wing it but um how has uh, autism affected uh, affected your life?
0: Yeah, it's so I only just recently got to know autism, like in two thousand and nineteen, so that's about two years ago, yeah. and I got diagnosed in two thousand twenty. I would say that it's a really positive thing for me. It's like allows me to uh, know myself better and. It allows me to get connected with, with the community online. Yeah. But also, like, in Sydney, there is a adult social club that I can basically, like, hang out with or, like, now just have Zoom calls with, so that's nice. Um, but autism, mm-hmm. it really explains all the awkward and all the weird and all the painful stuff in the past, um, the things that I wouldn't want to remember, but that's, like just stick in my memory for so long. So it's really good. Like I, I used to just really wonder like why I was excluded. And then, yeah, I, I think I, it's good that I got the reason. It's, it does not mean that I was not wrong, but it's like, I, I finally, I knew you're, you're just
1: different. You're different. Yeah. <laughs> you're different. doesn't make you any worse or better than anyone else.
0: Yeah, true. So that's good, like, figure out, like, so in a society there were neurotypical and there are, um, autistic people, and that's, like, a really turning point of my thinking, it's like, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the one, uh, the one issue I do have, uh, with the mental health community is a lot of them kind of seem to be wrapped up in a victimhood mentality where it's, like, um, you know, kind of, kind of from my perspective, you know, I don't suffer from autism. I have autism, you know, um, you know, it's like, it's, it's, you know, my autism is, is yes, it's an obstacle. It's something I have to work around, but it is, I, I, I try not to let my mental illness define me. You know, it's like, it's something I have, it's a part of me, you know, it's, it's part of my soul, but it is not my entire being. And I feel like that's kind of a problem with, 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 with a lot of mental health communities is like, their illness defines them. It's like, how can you move past something if you let it define you?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point.
1: Yeah, it's just my thoughts on the matter. Yeah, in my experience, autism is portrayed of in one of two ways. Yeah. Um, at, you know, by, by media. It's either one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, or mm. I am God, I am superhuman, like, oh, you know. Yeah, superpower. Like, I have autism, thus I have a... Su- yeah, autism as a superpower, which I I, I kind of feel is a very damaging trope. Like, yeah, I mean, sometimes autistic people, you know, like, our brains function in a way that we look like we have superpowers, but it's just, autism is literally just our brains are wired differently, and we see the world differently. True. It's not that we're better than people, it's just we look at things differently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's it's making the world more colorful in a way. And i I think somewhat is good it's just not we do have a black and white thinking, so we might tend to think oh it's either a superpower or it's not like it's really bad or like
1: yeah we kind of have a a problem with like black and white thinking here in the states as well with like literally everything it's like um you know good evil you know yeah. right wrong it's just it's if it, you know it's like um I'm in my opinion the world is not black or white it's more of infinite shades of gray that's kind of how I see
0: things. Yeah. True. Yeah, so um you have a car?
1: I do, yes. Um you know, paid for, I pay the insurance and uh it's a pretty decent car. It's a 2007 Mazda 3 and I'm pretty proud of it. Wow.
0: Cool. When did you get that?
1: Yeah, it's uh I've had a couple different cars. I got it, like, maybe a year or so ago. Okay. I saved up for about a year, sold some stuff. I've had a couple different cars. Yeah. Um, I had some pretty bad luck with some. Like, my first car was a 2001 Continental. Okay. Uh, and then I then I had a 03 Ford Focus. That was a good car. Uh, uh, and then uh, I had kind of had, like, an accident. The, the thing broke. And then I had a 98 Ford Explorer. That thing was a PUS. And then uh, I had an 07 Focus. That was cool. Yeah. Uh wreck that. Like I said, I don't have good luck sometimes. And then I, I got this uh, Mazda. And I've had it, you know, um, for about two years now. And it's been, been really good to me. And uh, I like it a lot. And I, so it's, it kind of affects my driving because I drive a lot more carefully because, like, I like this car. I don't want to
0: wreck it, (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Uh, For me, I'm really scared of um, driving. So uh, I only tried, like, a few times, but, like, I, I I was just super afraid of it. And I was just really concerned about breaking any rules. It's, like, so many rules. And some of them are, like, unspoken rules.
1: Yeah, kind of etiquette on the highway and then, like, Um, and then sometimes you got to realize sometimes you do break the rules. Like here in the U S our highway system, like, uh, it's like 70 miles per hour, but like everyone's going like 80 or like, you're going like 80, 85 and someone passes you at 90, you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's like, it's okay to speed on the highway to a certain extent, but don't, you know, um, it's, it's more going with the flow of traffic. It's, it's kind of, uh, interesting. I remember the first time I got on the highway for a long trip, I was going 70 and I was like, everyone's passing me what's going on. And then I learned <laughs> the unspoken rule. And um, yeah, really the hardest part about driving is not really the act itself it's watching out for other people. Cause um, you know, other people can be really bad drivers. And so like um, you got to watch for them doing stupid stuff to kind of be ready to, you know, you know, as a result, cause yeah, stupid people be stupid. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, would you get angry when you're driving?
1: Uh, kind of. Um, I've kind of mellowed out a lot more. Um, I used to, ha- I, you know, sometimes I get, li- you know, the most, the most that'll happen is, like, um, you know, I'll scream at them while well, I'll scream and, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll, like, you know, give up, flip them the bird or, you know, um, but I've kind of learned just to kind of just go with it, whatever, um. Sometimes I like to mess, like, on the highway, uh, there's, like, the, what I call overactive drivers where, like, they treat the highway like it's a racetrack yeah. and they're just, you know, trying to jockey for position. Sometimes I like to mess with them where it's, like, let's say it's a two-lane highway and there's one car going slow. I'll get up to that car and, like, match its speed so, like, the fast car can't, you know, pass us. It's, it's always a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. How's your experience with education?
1: Uh, I've had, a uh, complicated, uh, experience. I, I have an, I've obtained an, an associate's degree.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, which is, you know, two year diploma. I don't know how familiar you are with, you are with the American college system. Um, not so good. Okay. So basically it's like associate's degree, which is like two years basically. Um, and you go for community colleges and it's like bachelor's, master's, PhD.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, um, so I had an associate's degree. Um, I was going to go to a four year university, but like some stuff happened, uh, and I didn't end up going, which is probably for the best. Um, okay. uh, my experience was okay. I tended to have conflict with teachers for various reasons. Yeah. Some of it with dealing with my autism, a lot of it to do with, you know, disagreements over, over different things. Um, I feel like the U.S. education system is um, flawed a lot. Like, a lot of things, everything is, like, overpriced and True. what you get for it, you know, um, you know.
0: Yeah, so um, for me, it's like I have some problems with authority figures, so I, I don't know why. I don't know if that, that's an autism thing, but I have problems with my teachers a lot.
1: Yeah, for me, I have the, I'm kind of hung up on fairness, Like, you know, I, I don't like it when, um, you know, things are unfair or favoritism. Like I remember this one class I was taking, um, you know, this, uh, teacher had like an obvious favoritism towards this one student. Like I remember the, there's this, uh, cause it's like a, a video art class where we made like short films and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh. Basically, uh, one of the parameters of the assignment was we weren't allowed to use a program GarageBand, which is you know an Apple program. Okay. Uh, she did that because you know we we had apples in there, and everyone was using there to create their music. That wasn't really a big deal for me because I was creating my own music on my own because I you know I was a musician. Yeah. So that wasn't a big deal. But uh, when we were showcasing our project, this one this one lady, uh, she she literally said, "Oh, I put it into GarageBand, blah blah blah, and nothing happened," you know. You know, and I'm just kind of thinking in my head, you know. And then there's this, uh, they like, had to do reports on uh, different people. And this guy had, like, Christopher Nolan, you know, like, the Batman films, Inception and whatnot. And he brought up, like, uh, Man of Steel, which Christopher Nolan produced. But, you know, you know, it was more of a Zack Snyder film. And I kind of brought up, like, yeah, hey, that was more of a Zack Snyder film. Like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it got to be a whole big deal. kind of, You know, I don't know. It's just... I didn't like that teacher. Though she did inspire me to write a song, so that helped.
0: Wow. Uh, can I listen to your songs?
1: Uh, I have some stuff on SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't mind sharing. There, there are a lot of, you know... I have a lot of, you know, lyrical-written stuff, but... like uh, I have some covers. Actually, are you familiar with the song? Um... Monster Mash? No. Sorry. Okay. Uh you know, it's like, and they had a mash. It was a monster mash. Oh. Okay. So, no. Uh, Still no. Yeah, it's it's a it's a okay, it's a it's a Halloween song here in the US. It's it was first made in like the fifties. Um Okay. But I just I just linked you in chat a link to my SoundCloud which has Yeah. Probably my best, well, most well-produced uh, song. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I think with that one, I did. I, I did everything. The only thing I did sample the drums from the original song, but everything else I created myself.
0: Wow. You're so like you're just so creative with music and writing and comic books.
1: Yeah, I've always been a, a creative person. For you know, it's kind of for me, it's like. I always kinda of need like an creative outlet. Like you know, it's like one of those things where it's like I sometimes get like those like you know, work drawing things like, I need to fix. For me it's like I have this urge where it's like I need to create something. And so like that kind of leads me to just, you know, do lots of things like I've done so many different things. Like uh, I've done like you know woodworking, like uh in my storage area I have like walking sticks I'm currently working on.
0: Yeah.
1: Um I just I just like being creative. It's just it's it's a nice outlet for my passions and whatnot.
0: Yeah um cool i i also do um did some writing um i don't know if i can like oh yeah i have a i have a website um it's called she will be seen but um yeah yeah. so uh, i posted some points and some proses on that yeah
1: oh nice yeah i've done some poetry myself wow yeah um i can let's see here i haven't really done much poetry recently but uh let's see here um okay let's do my favorite um yeah so i'm gonna link and chat a poem that i think i think i wrote this in like high school so this thing's like really old um but it's called uh dreams you want me to read it uh Okay. You want me to to read it?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, A dream is just a dream, whether you're awake or still dreaming. The difference between a dream and what's real is a choice to make them real. The difference is is slight, but in the depths of insanity, who can really tell? But when you choose to act, you're also choosing your fate. It may only be once, but after that, the slope gets very slippery. Once you're down, you may never get back up. But if you somehow do, people will never look at you the same way again. So lock, walk the line for all I care. But remember this, what's right and what's wrong isn't always clearly determined.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's like dreams have this kind of um, unclear texture. Like, just, yeah. really Yeah, good. and also
1: dreams in this poem, it's... it's it's, 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 it, I'm using it both in the literal sense and also as a metaphorical sense. Yeah. Like also dreams in this, in this poem is also uh, a metaphor for choice.
0: Okay. You know, like. So it's like you like have. what a, you choose to do. Yeah. So it's like an ambition? It's
1: multifaceted. Uh, it, ambition, it's, it's literally can be anything.
0: Okay. Um, you know. Cool.
1: but also it's 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 you know people and whatnot it's, it's very layered it's it's probably the poem I'm most proud of
0: yeah that's good okay so I, I still have some questions left okay do you have tattoos
1: I I don't um, but I, I would like to get some at some point
0: okay so uh, do you have ideas like like um, what kind of tattoos are you going to get?
1: Uh, well, the first one is, so in Project Access, um, the character Gile, on his forearm right here, Okay. he has a tattoo. It's like a bar, It's like a barcode. And then it has, like, the number 32964 and then the name Nebula Corporation on it. Yeah. I want to get that tattoo on my forearm okay. as a kind of a tribute. Um, and some other ones I thought of was... Uh, for my forearm, so I'm a fan of The Legend of Zelda video game series, and I wanted to get the Master Sword, which is, like, you know, an iconic sword, pointed down, and then there's, uh, these types of wings that are, like, a, a Highland wings, kind of frame it, you know? Okay. Kind of play off, like, the sword pointed down with the wings. Yeah. Um, and then some other ones, uh, I thought about getting, uh, wings kind of tattooed onto my ankles, you know, kind of like Hermes because uh, I do I do I do run sometimes and that's uh something I've kind of done on and off okay um, and I have like other ideas that are kind of just not as serious
0: yeah cool so I do you, uh, are you afraid of pain uh
1: kind of um, I would I, I'm not really sure to what extent like uh, I know when I get a shot basically it's like Um, like when, for example, when I got my vaccine shots, I kind of just sat there and kind of like looked away and when they poked in, I I winced a little bit, but it's more just like, um, you know, I'm not really sure exactly how to say.
0: Okay. Um, So you're not afraid of like blood tests, uh, like shots. You're not afraid of that?
1: No, I'm not afraid of it. I I don't like pain, but it's more like just, I'll look away and just kind of grit my teeth and get over with it kind of thing. Okay. Like I'm I'm uh, like I'm not, I'm not fearless enough to just look at it and it's no big deal. <laughs> I prefer just to turn away and not see it. Yeah. You know.
0: Okay. Um so my next uh, question is a bit personal and we can skip it if we want to. Um if you take any medications at the moment, like, I am taking lithium and, and Abilify. Are you taking any?
1: Did you say Did you say you take lithium?
0: Lithium and Abilify. Yeah.
1: I, I also take lithium. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I take uh, lithium and trazodone. And that's what I take.
0: Okay. So how's your experience with medication?
1: Um, Basically, for me, it was like finding the right cocktail. And, like, lithium was kind of like the drug that kind of, you know, worked for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the trazodone, I've been taking on and off, it's more, more for sleeping than anything else.
0: Okay. Um, so, like, um, do you have a uh, good sleep?
1: Uh, yes and no. Mostly no. Um, uh, I, I I tend I tend to be a night owl, and yeah, um, you know, sleep is kind of it for me. It's getting to sleep is the issue. Once I'm asleep, I am fine. Um, but yeah, it's kind of it's I'm, I'm kind of at a constant war with like getting sleep but like i stay up too late i try to go to bed early but i can't i can't just toss and turn so it's like
0: yeah it's i I don't know if it's autism or not it's like when i was maybe really little i i have had a really uh big problems with sleeping like i i just couldn't not go to sleep and i just stay up i don't know if it's all night or, or something and staring outside of my window
1: yeah, I mean, for me, it doesn't it doesn't help doesn't help that like I have entertainment, you know, like laptops, games, yeah. Netflix, and stuff so that I can just watch as much as I want. Um, so yeah, yeah, for me, I, I kind of feel like I have it especially rough because I feel like my autism and bipolar kind of like play off of each other and not in a good way. Yeah. You know, like my and my all uh, have anxiety because of like you know autism stuff, like social stuff, and that'll kind of trigger my, my bipolar and that'll just make the autism stuff worse and they kind of feed into each other and create like this toxic stew and it just, you know.
0: Yeah. I I think they, like, um, my bipolar got worse because of autism and, yeah, the other way around, like, my autism got worse because of my bipolar. It's like, um, I cannot control my emotions that well and, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just...
1: a very it's
0: rough uh, terrible combo yeah so that's my I think that's my last question yeah so that's the entire episode and I think uh, we both did a really good job there I, I just really hope that you enjoyed it as well and If you want to check out the comic books written by Nick, you can click the link in the show notes. There is um, his Instagram. Yeah, so that's it.